Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan. I'm back from vacation. I'm here with Cass. Cass, a lot to talk about. Uh, just a lot on the agenda here today. Just a lot of random little things. Nothing major. Uh, yeah, anyways. Can't <laughs> be still putting in his mic. Um, I mean, let's start, I guess, with, you know, I guess the, the big the big recruiting drama with Carnell Tate. Uh, obviously, you, you hear the on the Zach Smith podcast, the beef. Um, obviously, he's not affiliated with Ohio State. We love Zach Smith. Love the show. Uh, but now, you know, Carnell Tate's status might be up in the air here at Ohio State. I mean, what are your thoughts and everything? I think he's brutally – I think Zach Smith's brutally honest, and I know how he feels about IMG Academy. But I also think that I, at the end of the time, I think Tennessee is reaching. They're trying so hard for this kid to come to Ohio State. Yeah. Zach Smith has no affiliation with Ohio State anymore. He got fired from Ohio State. Like, for Tennessee fans to sit there and say, this is an Ohio State podcast, it's wrong. The Bunch of Nuts podcast is an Ohio State podcast. We're by the, the Menace to the Menace in the Afternoon or Menace to Sports Zach Smith podcast is not. Yeah, he's a fan of Ohio State, and so is Chris Drew. But, like, they talk about everything. Like, today, I guarantee it was all about C.J. Carr, which we'll get more in, into that later. But I think Carnell Tate's going to end up choosing coaching and competing. Um, I mean, he could start day one at Tennessee, but all honesty, if you kid like Carnell Tate, he's going to want to go to Ohio State. Like, honestly, like, you want Probably. that coach. Look, look at all the first-round wide receivers, Michael Thomas. Uh, um, I mean, it goes back to yeah. even Chris Carter. Like Michael his, Thomas wasn't even a first-rounder. He's just, like, second-rounder stud. Terry McLaurin, like, third-rounder stud. Just um, the plethora of studs we get. Uh, I mean, what I found interesting and like, you know, like I kind of briefly touched upon it on air with you. I'm like, he can go to Tennessee and probably start. And it's just because of the depth there because they only have 10 receivers on the roster. They just lost Bayless Jones in the draft. They weren't really, you know, super heavy at receiver to begin with. He goes there. He, he might, might make an immediate impact. That's why they're probably, you know, one of his warmer, warmer crystal balls. Um, I mean, he's crystal ball to Ohio State, but Tennessee's probably his number two. Um, I think he'll end up. I think he'll end up at Ohio State. Notre Dame and Georgia are also in the mix. Uh, technically, LSU and Bama lurk as well, like always. But it's, I mean, I, I it, it's it's going to come down to probably Tennessee and Ohio State. It's going to be interesting to see how that interaction kind of sways him. I don't think it's going to sway him though. It was more between a fan and his mom. Um, Zach Smith did clear up everything, and in my opinion, I think he did a really good job of clearing it up. But we'll see. I mean, we'll be fine regardless. I I, I trust Day to get receivers and coach them up. I, I I'm a big believer in the young guys we got in here too, like Keon. Oh, Ray, I do too. Uh, Caleb Burton. So I'm not too worried. Yeah, I, I completely agree, and it's it's something that um you know, and it has to do with NIL too. I think. Ohio State, regardless of what we saw last week, I think that um, Ohio State's going to get these boosters uh, and everybody and to help 
with the money, you know, with recruiting and stuff like that. I mean, heck, CJ Stroud ended up with a new car. I mean, yeah, he went <laughs> from from a from a company in in Canton. I mean, it was a hundred. He went from a hundred fifty thousand dollar Bentley to a two hundred thousand dollar G wagon in like two hours because. Yeah, and who knows? Tomorrow he might be walking out with an, a, a Lambo. A like, Lambo, which my favorite thing about this NIL thing, I think. So NIL is kind of entering the point where it's just becoming ridiculously toxic, um, and it, it's blatant because he went from CJ Stroud was going to get a Bentley, like a hundred fifty thousand dollar Bentley. No, I don't think anyone in the world will complain about that. So then we find out that Quinn Ewers gets like a, you know, an Ashton Martin. And now suddenly quarterbacks are competing with what cars they're getting and everything. And it's like, it, it's a car. It's, it's, it's a depreciating asset. It's, it, I, and if you don't fulfill your, and if you don't fulfill, yeah, if you don't fulfill your promise with the NIL, you have to get the car back. Ask Quinn Ewers. He had to give his truck back to Rick Record. It's just, it's just like we're entering the part where it's like, we're going to really start like, Splitting hairs is like, is a G Wagon better than an Ashton Martin? Is a Lambo better than a McLaren? Like, it's like, who gives a shit? It's like, like, it's getting to the point where like schools are going to be like, well, we have the, the, the Ford F 150 sponsorship and they're going to be, it's going to be like that TikTok. My dad, my my dad, my dad drives a Ram 1500. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what it's going to be like getting recruited by like Rutgers. You can get the Ram 1500. Uh, no, that's Indiana, man. You got it. No, that's Nebraska. I mean, yeah. you, should really, you should really do that. Like my dad, you go to Pearl Ohio State, my dad drives a Mercedes Benz or whatever. <laughs> get yeah. to Nebraska. You can't. 1500. Actually, you get that Michigan will drive a Dodge Ram 1500 because apparently they can't. Recruit a five-star athlete. Yeah, I mean, they're letting two five stars in their own state walk and not get drafted and not get recruited. Um, one of them is uh, just happened. Before we get into this one, before the the big the big name, in my opinion, but you're going to let Dante Moore go to Oregon or LSU. He's in. He's from Martin Luther King High School, four-star quarterback, and you're going to let him walk out of the state of Michigan. But what the biggest surprise and the biggest dumbass mistake that Jim Harbaugh is going to have is letting Michigan head coach legend, legendary Michigan head coach Lloyd Carr's grandson go to our arch rival to Notre Dame. C.J. Carr had committed just about an hour or two ago to Notre Dame. And then there's that picture of Lloyd Carr wearing that Notre Dame hat. That is something that is n- never should happen. That'd be like Urban Meyer's grandson, Nicky Meyer, and Corey Dennis's son committing to Penn State. Yeah, it's and I mean, Urban Meyer wearing a Penn State polo because he doesn't wear hats. Yeah, Harbaugh should have needs to quell that real quick. I mean, at, at this point, it's a lost battle. I mean, that's gonna that's gonna look look just terrible for him from a PR standpoint. I mean, he's not like. He's not a really good with PR to begin with, though, Cass. We know this. But, I mean, when you see that, you know, one of the greatest coaches in your history, his grandson is going to your one of your arch rivals, you know, basically right across the state. They're technically in Indiana, but they're they're basically in Michigan. Like, it's like – Down the road two hours away, if that. Yeah. 
They're, I mean, it's like like where South Bend is. It's literally basically Michigan, and just like it's like what is it like twenty miles south of the border? It's something more like line Michigan, but right in your backyard. That like your arch enemy stole them from you. Uh, that's a terrible look. And it they, is. Need, they need they need a quarterback too because it's they they have McNamara and then McCarthy, but but there's no guarantee that McCarthy's going to be there. You know, come next year, he might transfer if he doesn't get that job or get playing time. And the biggest thing is, is you know, as much as we hate Michigan and stuff, one thing that makes Ohio State great is welcoming back former players and coaches. Yeah. I mean, outside of Tom Brady being a co-captain at a spring game and Desmond Howard and uh, Desmond Howard and Rod Woodson, do, I mean, Rod Woodson, Charles Woodson doing their job, when has Michigan alum actually come and been celebrated at Michigan. Like you don't see Jake Long there. I mean Mike Hart's on the staff. He doesn't really count, but like Jake even Long. Like a guy like, like Lamar Peppers. Woodley. <laughs> Lamar yeah, Woodley. Like Lamar Woodley. Brian Greasy was your last national championship quarterback. And I can't remember the last time he probably stepped foot in a big house. Well I mean Tom Brady was too technically he wasn't the starting quarterback. He was. Uh, I mean, he was a national champion, technically. But I, I get what you're saying. Like, you know, Mario Manningham, Ty Streets, uh, um, Lamar Woodley, um, Marlon Jackson, uh, Braylon Edwards, Braylon Chad Edwards, Henney, Chad Henney, Chris Perry. I mean, I understand why Chad Henney and all them guys aren't coming back because they lost to Appalachian State, but. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> They're probably banned. I mean, They're like, yeah, you guys can't come. But you catch you catch my drift. Like, yeah. yeah last yeah. year when I was doing the Maryland game, uh, I was working the Maryland game. I saw Orlando Pace. I saw, you know, so many guys. Like, heck, Jamie Sumner, who lives in Wichita, Kansas, comes up for a Ohio State game a couple times well, a year. Even, like, even, even the spring game, though, Cass, uh, we, Fields was there. Zeke Elliott, Zeke Bosa's. Elliott. Um, I mean, there, uh, Orlando Pace was there for the spring game. Fields, um, I believe. Chris Olave. Olave. Uh, I must say McLaurin was there. They, 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 we had a ton of guys there. Yeah. I mean, it's not just for the spring game because think about it. How many games have we been to, Dan, where we've seen, like, they come in between the middle of the third, the first quarter and they're going in the second quarter. They brought back. There, there have been like Paris Campbell or uh, Curtis Samuels on a bye week in the NFL. Yeah. And they've been at the games. I remember and it's last for year. some random. It, it's for some random game too. Like I, I remember last year against Penn State, they had Ben Victor there, and I was like, "Oh, that's sick!" Because like he had the, the catch and touchdown. I mean, at Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. They had uh, uh, Michigan State. Ryan Shazier was there last year. Yeah, like all these guys could embrace coming back, like. Even when like Urban Meyer was head coach, he like John Cooper was doing a senior operating job for the Bengals, and Urban embraced Cooper coming back and Tress and you know how much he loved Earl Bruce and you know Ryan Day does the same things. You don't hear you hear nothing like when you have it's like a Lloyd power Carr, struggle yeah, when you have Lloyd Carr's daughter-in-law re- retweeting stuff on Twitter about the relationship Harbaugh has with former players and coaches, it's not a good look. And heck, he, and the only reason why he got a small extension because he self-proclaimed said he turned down the Vikings job. Bullshit. He wasn't getting the Vikings job. 
That's why he came back to Michigan. I mean, I, I, I always thought he was using the NFL as a stalking horse. Yeah. I thought he was just using it to get a better, better extension. Which and like, he did have the leverage because he won the Big Ten and made the playoff. Okay, like, I'll, I'll agree there. My, my thing is, yeah, he, he won the Big Ten. He finally beat Ohio State. But what was the game plan against Georgia? That was terrible. Yeah, I mean, it's it, it worked. The game plan worked against the Buckeyes this year, last year, because they, unfortunately, we were kind of soft between the tackles and, and our linebackers were soft. So that style obviously kind of worked. Georgia, you know, they basically did that way better than Michigan. So uh, when you try to do that against a team that does it way better, you're, you're, you're screwed. Absolutely, man. It's it, we're in a different time. Like, if I was a head coach at, and I'm not, I'm saying if I was a head coach at Michigan, I'd bring back the stars. Well, yeah, I, absolutely. I mean, I hate Michigan. You think Tennessee Jeff though brings back former soccer players? Is he going to bring <laughs> back former Fox soccer players? <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> He, he's, he's a hoot, though. I love it. Get, get our one Tennessee Jeff. Um, so I just saw this on three uh, projected if NCAA if NCAA football twenty three came out, um, the quarterback ratings. Um, actually, no. This is not. No, this is no college football impact three hundred top. 10 quarterbacks. All right. You ready for this? On three is from a Kentucky Wildcats page. Number one, CJ Stroud, 99 rating. CJ, uh, no, he's number two, by the way. Bryce Young, number one, 99. Kayla Williams, n- number three, 99. Guess who is number four? The Kentucky dude. No. Quinn Ewers. Yes. 98 overall. That's so stupid. Spencer Rattler, number five at 97. Number six, Tyler Van Dyke, Miami, 97. Will Levis, who's apparently going to get drafted above C.J. Stroud next year, 97. K.J. Jefferson, 96. Brennan Armstrong, Virginia, 96. Jackson Dart, Ole Miss, 96. Those are your on-three quarterback, college football impact 300 top quarterbacks. I don't even know what that means, but I, I thought it was an NCAA video game stats and I was about to make a big deal about Quingers having that rating. If I mean, he's NCAA, been, he hasn't thrown a pass yet. How can we rank him, rank, rank him a night? All he's done is hand the ball off twice. Why is, our, so like we need to chill out with these rankings and like we kind of touched upon this last week when I was like DMing you on t- about TikTok, but like Drew Novak has no stars in the state of Ohio and he he's like a 6'5", gunslinger who just puts up massive numbers. And I know maybe, you know, it's the Ohio competition, whatever you want to say, but you compare him to Arch Manning and the numbers aren't even close. And Drew Novak's bigger physically and everything. So why does Drew Novak have no stars, but Arch Manning has five stars? Like, and And what's crazy is like Ryan Day kind of is looking at Drew Novak. and He might be a guy who like when Ohio state offers him and he comes to Ohio state, perhaps potentially suddenly he's going to get four stars right off rip. Right, and, and here's the thing, too. I think Ryan Day is going to end up getting Drew Novak because nobody's looking at him but Ohio State right now, it seems I, like. I, he's a gem. I think that's a yeah. gem. And the thing, too, is 
Like if you look at Quinn Ewers, if Arch Manning commits to Texas, Quinn Ewers, there's rumors Quinn Ewers could strike, swing, and miss twice. Quinn I feel bad for Tate team. Martell because Tate Martell should be a millionaire right now, and he he was just like <laughs> five years he too is. early. The poor he dude. is a millionaire. Didn't you know that you're QB one? I mean, come on. <laughs> but I mean, when we look at that list cast, I will say right now you got to put. I mean, I, I do agree. I guess going into the season, you would put Young ahead of Stroud. I don't agree. just because I, I know Stroud's a better player. Young has showed though that he's a playmaker and can make plays with both of his both you know his arm and feet. I, Stroud's a much better passer. I though think, and I was telling you this, I think I think we're going to see a, a, a Stroud this year who's going to scramble and run. Uh, I think that workout video, like the workout clip we saw him like lifting heavy, deadlifting. Um, yeah, I think I think he's kind of building his body up. It looks like, and I think he's going to. I would not be surprised if you know, you know, six hundred yards rushing. I like. I think. I think that's. I think that's high. But I. I my prediction is at least six hundred yards rushing from TJ Stroud. I think they'll because it's his last year here. Uh, he's going to want to basically show off with his legs and everything that he can. You know, he can make plays, establish himself as the number one overall pick. Because that's the biggest question. It's not his arm. Like, how mobile can he be in the pocket? If he shows that and demonstrates that. He's the surefire number one overall pick. Um, he's going to get paid. And you know what? I, I think, too, if he uses his legs a little bit, we know he can. He's fast. If he figures out how to get that right balance where he can use his legs, take off, get a you know 10 yards and a first down when it's right there, well, no one's going to touch us. I, I think we run through undefeated national championship. Like I, There's not a team that would be able to handle that wrinkle of the offense. I, I would love for him on in the – and against Notre Dame on like the first drive, it'd be like second and seven. He scrambles and he shorter checks Bo Bauer or JT <laughs> Bertan of Notre Dame, the two middle linebackers who had over he, 200 tackles. He's got to do the flex <laughs> and then do the flex. And then the very next play, he throws 60 yard bomb to Marvin Harrison for a touchdown. I would, I would go nuts. Kim the Heisman right there. <laughs> it's just it's just a fine line though, Cassidy. You don't you want him I want him to have that wrinkle I want us to have that wrinkle of the offense, but I don't want him to get hurt. Like I, I want it to be like the level it was with Justin Fields. And I think we can I think we can do that to an extent. Yeah, I, I think so too. And I but the thing is he he's not gonna be that run first guy, especially when you have three running backs like Evan Pryor and Devin uh, Evan Pryor and um you know, Mayan Williams and uh, um, and Travion Henderson. Which, by the way, the top two four seven sports top twenty five running backs of the country. That list I sent you last week. Yeah, Travion was number two, but where was Mayan Williams on that list? I uh, yeah, I think I think they're just stupid and they re- didn't realize that if like if for some reason if the guy's not a starter or like the full time starter they can't like put him on there which is it's mind blowing to me it's mind blowing it's i mean big a big game boomer like another another thing big game boomer always puts that dude's an idiot that dude's an idiot terrible list ranking his top college safeties josh Proctor didn't make the top 100 like 
how is he? He said Ronnie Hickman was a safety. Ronnie Hickman's like a linebacker for us, bro. Like, what are you watching? Like, Ronnie Hickman was like our fucking middle linebacker. He's a he's a strong safety slash running back. He's a he's a run stopping safety. Like, uh, he then, wasn't playing safety last year. He was he was linebacker like the entire right. time. He was in the it's box. Just, it's stupid. It's just and then these all college football tiers. Okay, Jor. Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia is the natty contenders. I don't think Georgia's a natty contender. That's I think Alabama and Ohio State are far. Georgia far, Georgia will be a natty contender until they play, I believe it's Tennessee. I think I think week two they play South Carolina. South Carolina's at South Carolina. Good. South Carolina's gonna have a really good year, I think. But you had Penn State tier five can pull off an upset or two. I think Penn State's gonna be better than what people think. I really do. But Houston, Houston is on tier four. I think they go undefeated as that power five. I don't think they get in the playoff, but they are going to the New Year's Six Bowl. BYU could be undefeated. It, it, these tiers are stupid. Like Penn State on the same tier level as Purdue? Makes no Come sense. Come on. Makes no sense. Yeah. it's. I mean, the last thing, I because we're running out of time, last thing I want to touch upon Ticket prices, ticket packages. Um, Cash are passionate about this, but basically, you know, you can only pick three games. They're leaving out the uh, Notre Dame game and the Michigan game, of course, just conveniently. You can pick three out of six. It's either you get the Arkansas State or Toledo game, um, Wisconsin or Iowa, and then Rutgers, Indiana. I think the best scenario, in my opinion, would be Toledo, you want the interstate game. Um, I would do Wisconsin and then Indiana, but uh, you also had an opinion on this, cast. Well, we are getting our tickets Tuesday because that's when they go on sale. I'm doing Arkansas State because, uh, one, they aren't going to play Arkansas State very often. It might be the only time ever in my lifetime they play Arkansas State. Yeah, I take that. Um, <laughs> and, and they're going to play Toledo again eventually. Plus, my wife wants to throw a big tailgate party up at the campground. Which, so, that's a night game. Might as well throw, you know, get a little, you know, put on a projector at the campground. Uh, Wisconsin, just because it's Wisconsin. Like, yeah. eh, and plus, it won't be cold. It's going to be nice. It might be a chill, you know, you start off really nice. I think it's going to be a night game because I think I think, I think it's, Notre, 3.30 at least. I think it's, it's on ESPN. It's in it's in September. I want to say it's last week in September. Yeah, it's the last week of September, and then the following week they. And I'm choosing Rutgers. The only reason why I'm choosing Rutgers over Indiana one, it's not going to be dead cold in the middle of November, and two, they're celebrating the shoe hundredth year. So you know they're going to do something special. They're going to bring back former stars, and you know, and like I said, they maybe they'll dig up Chick Harley's corpse and bring him on the field (laughs) and say this is the finally spread his ashes on the field. It's like this is where. The house that Harley built. So, I mean, but like you said, damn, you, you might as well say the words about the ticket packages not including Michigan and Notre Dame. You might as well say it. It's just like if it, you're not going to include Michigan and Notre Dame, you're just going to price the poor people like me out. And then it's just going to be the rich, older folks who just, you know, have all Sit the, on their hands. Sit on their hands. There's going to be less. I'm not going to say no energy. There's just going to be. It's not going to be as energetic as the game could be. And then, you know, when the game's on prime time, people are like, oh, why is Ohio State's crowd so lame? It's because, you know, 
the college kids and the young young professionals couldn't afford six hundred dollars to sit with Jesus. So uh, that's my do, rant on that. I do like the fact that they opened a lot more student tickets. Yeah, it'll be better. It'll be good. Um, Cast. I'm, st- I'm fifteen seconds left. So before this thing cuts out, um, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. We have some big episodes coming up. Maybe a scandal episode soon, but as always, go Bucks. Go Bucks.